Welcome to Estate Planning Talks with Ben Humphreys, where we discuss estate planning issues happening in Hardin County and the surrounding areas. Hey, my name is Ben Humphreys, and um, today we're going to be talking about a $25 will. And um, I'm an estate planning attorney here in Kentucky, and my practices focus solely on estate planning. And before I focused my practice on estate planning, we did lots of kinds of, of work. We did, you know, car wrecks. We did um, divorce work. We did uh, criminal work. We uh, did closings, um, all kinds of things. But over time, I decided that I wanted to focus my practice on estate planning because it's something that mattered to me. I wanted to be able to help clients out, help their families out. And... Um, as I became more focused on estate planning, I realized that the documents that I was using were not up to snuff. They were they needed to be updated. And also I realized that the law changes. And also I realized that it's going to be hard for a general, you know, any attorney to stay on top of the forms, keep them updated just on their own. And so uh, we went out and became members of NALA and also members of Lawyers of Purpose. And by doing that, we uh, became uh, more focused on what we did. We became more um, cutting edge in that we made sure that all of our documents complied with the law. We made sure that um, everything was updated on a regular basis. Uh, we made sure that um, the documents are going to be uh, generated from the computer, and so there's going to be more um, computer generation of the documents. Uh, and what that does is that prevents, generally, it prevents errors, uh, because if you're having to go in there and manually craft each and every document, that's when the errors can pop up. And, uh, and so you want to eliminate those things. So you eliminate errors, you make sure that your uh, documents are, are legal, that they're up-to-date, and you also make sure that you're on the cutting edge, that you're doing all that you can for your clients. And the reason I'm talking about this is because we had a, a lady come in recently and she had just had a will done by an attorney in another county. And I said, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. You've come in and uh, you just had this this will done just last month. You know, what what's causing you to think that you might need a new, uh, new will or new estate plan? And she said, well... Uh, the lawyer only charged me $25, and they were running a special on Facebook or something about a $25 will. And I just, I wasn't, you know, she said that she was, just wasn't sure if the will was any good or not, and if it would cover all of her issues. And and the, what was interesting is I read the will. It was your basic will. It, you know, she was a single person. She had kids. It left everything to her kids. Appointed her kids as the executors, and then what was also interesting is that inside the will, the attorney wrote that the client's family should hire him to settle the estate, and also that they um, should allow uh, a realty company that I guess the lawyer was familiar with to deal with the property. And so, um, for twenty five dollars that the lawyer was getting paid, he was also um, he was also getting the client to um, 
allow her her family to hire him after the fact to um, allowing the family to hire him and then presumably going to pay the attorney a large fee to settle the estate. Just remember that in Kentucky, lawyers can charge up to 5%, and that's considered reasonable. That generally was the standard in the law for a long time. They removed that 5% from the statute language, but that is considered the standard for many years, and so that is considered reasonable and in Kentucky, uh, we don't charge 5%, uh, but um, other lawyers do and can, uh, and it's, it's totally legal. And so in this case, the client had over a million dollars of assets. Uh, they were going to uh, use a will to get those assets to uh, their family, and the lawyer was going to charge uh, up to 5% of the estate. And so if you just do the math real quick, the lawyer was going to charge up to uh, $50,000 to handle the estate. So that's what a lawyer could charge in Kentucky to handle a million-dollar estate. And it's totally legal and totally reasonable. And the lawyer got all of this by simply running an ad uh, for the client to come in and do a $25 will. And so it's easy and quick will to set up. And it's cheap. Uh, the attorney still gets the 25 bucks. The client gets a very simple will. Uh, and then on the back end, the lawyer gets a large amount when the client dies. And you may say, okay, what's the big deal? Uh, the client got what they wanted. The lawyer gets some money that's been going on forever. Why does any of this matter? And the reason it matters is that all of us, in my opinion, should be... Um, worried about or or considering how to save money. And how do we save money? Um, We need to think about that not only while we're living, but also how can we help our families save money even after we pass away? You know, some people come and say, I don't care how much estates uh, cost to settle. I don't care that the lawyer is going to charge 5%. I'm going to be dead and gone. What does it matter? And I hear that. I understand their perspective, but I don't agree with it because, you know, I've worked really hard for what I have. I know that you have worked really hard for what you have, and you've spent your entire life doing the best you can to to scrimp and save, uh, to be uh, a good steward of what you have. And it makes no sense for all of that effort to just fly out the window the, the second you pass away and for you to say, I don't care about being a good steward anymore. I'm going to let my family overpay for um, getting an estate settled. And so um, the way to save money is to get things set up during your lifetime so that your family doesn't have to go to court and they don't have to hire a lawyer and they don't have to pay that lawyer 5%. And the easiest, most economical way to do that is a revocable trust. And the revocable trust is the easiest, most economical way because um, you can pretty much throw everything into the name of the trust. You could throw your house into the name of the trust. You can put your cars in there, your checking account, your savings account, your CDs, um, you know, really anything, investment accounts. And the revocable trust can handle all of those assets during your lifetime. Uh, the trust has the assets in the name of it, in the name of the trust, and you still get to use those assets in any way that you want. You can spend the money any way you want. You can sell the house and do whatever you want with any of the money. There's no restrictions. And so you get to, you know, eat your, uh, 
have the cake and eat it too. And, uh, and so it's a great tool to get your estate settled while you're living so that if you should pass away, your kids don't have to, um, don't have to hire a lawyer. They get to avoid those attorney fees on the probate side. Plus, they don't have to wait for the court. They don't have to wait uh, to get everything resolved. They can go ahead and move forward on their own without a lawyer, without those fees. And so that's what I would, would have recommended for that client, not only for the simplicity and the cost savings, because you know, a revocable living trust, you could get done for you know, $3,200, $3,500. And for that um, money, compare that to what they're going to pay upon their death when their estate goes through the probate court process. And we've already covered that that a lawyer can charge up to fifty thousand dollars. So you know, just do the simple math. Do you want do you want your family to have to pay fifty thousand dollars to get your estate settled, or do you want your family to pay a fee you've already paid during your lifetime of thirty two hundred, thirty six hundred, whatever it might be? Um, and so you know, you could save your family over forty thousand um, dollars just by. Uh, doing some simple estate planning. It's cost effective. It'll make things so much easier. And not, and here's the other reason that a simple will, the $25 will, doesn't work. In this case, the client had minor grandkids, okay? And also, in this case, there were some, there were some complex issues going on about um, houses and different things. And so, if you have a case where you've got minor grandkids, what if your kids, what if you and your kids get in the car and you get in a car wreck and you both pass away? You've got all this money now going to minors. And if your will or your trust doesn't address how that money is going to be handled, when can the grandkid get the money? Who's going to be in charge of the grandkid's share? Then you have created a problem. You've created an issue. Uh, just by simply failing to to plan, and so the will that this person had that they brought in, it did not address what's going to happen for those grandkids. It simply didn't. And and why would it? It was a twenty five dollar will. You know, it's not going to get into the weeds. It's not going to get into making sure that we address all the potential issues. The other thing it did not address was what if you and uh, the client and the and the child get in a car wreck, client dies, the kid lives, but the kid is now disabled. And there, the will did not address that in any way. So, so under the $25 will, if that occurred, then all of this money, let's say half a million dollars, is going to this uh, child and they're disabled, they're in a nursing home, the money's just going to be squandered. It's just all going to go straight to the nursing home. No protection, no no way to protect it for the grandkids, uh, no way to save the money. There's just no planning that was done in that $25 will to address two very, uh, very obvious uh, potential issues that could exist. And so, um, you know, you look at that will and you say, you know, it, ha- it has holes in it. The $25 will has holes in it. You know, not only is it telling the family to go hire this lawyer, which, you know, generally a will should not do, um, it's costing the family a bunch of money. It's not covering the issues that exist, which are minor grandkids and potential disabled kids or grandkids. It also didn't cover the fact that, um, you know, property was in the name of the client, but, but 
it was intended to be given away to the kids during the lifetime. It didn't address any of those specific bequests that it should have addressed. Um, and so, again, why should it? You know, you get what you pay for. Uh, $25 is simply not going to be, you're not going to get a goodwill or a good trust or a good estate plan for $25. And and most of us know that. Most of us understand that you're not going to get something really good for free or next to nothing. And most of us understand that concept. And um, But for some reason, when we get to estate planning, we want to do it as quick and as cheap and as uh, painless as possible. So we do the $25 will or we go on legal Zoom and do the you know, $60 will. And the problem with that is that I've just explained to you that even when you go to a lawyer, that the will could still have issues, especially if that lawyer is not an estate planning lawyer. Well, what if you're trying to do it on your own? You know, most of us would never dream that our kids would die before us. And so if I was going to do a will and I was not an estate planning lawyer, I probably wouldn't include any provision for that either. I mean, why would I? Your kids are probably going to live beyond you and your kids are probably not going to be disabled. But what if they are? And what if they do become disabled and you failed to plan and you can't plan anymore because you were in the car wreck or you got cancer or you got Alzheimer's? All those things can occur and, and they can keep you from changing your plan. And so many times people say, well, surely I'll have enough time to change my plan if something happens. And, you know, I always tell the story that um, my grandfather died in his sleep at the age of 60. He had a heart attack. He did not have time to go and change his estate plan. Um, my um, aunt, my aunt, she died at the age of 50 from a brain aneurysm. She did not have time when the brain aneurysm hit to say, oh, wait a minute, I've got to call the lawyer to get my will changed. My cousin, uh, he was a doctor. He uh, died in a tragic car wreck. He did not have time in the middle of the car wreck to say, oh, wait a minute, I'm about to die. Um, I've got you know, minor kids, I need to do something about that. You know, um, I've had lots of family members pass away, had terrible things happen to them, and all of them were sudden. None of them had time to say, wait, time out, life, give me about, you know, a week to get all my paperwork in order before this terrible thing happens. You know, generally there's no sign or no symptoms. The thing, the terrible thing just happens. And that's why You've got to do your planning while you're uh, vertical. You got to do your planning while you're healthy. Uh, you got to do your planning while you got all of your senses, uh, and you know you can talk to everybody. Make sure it's a good plan, and please, I beg you, don't go do the twenty-five dollar will plan um, and expect it to be a good comprehensive plan that's going to take care of everything you need and save you money. It's not. Invest your time, invest your money in a good plan, and I promise you, you will reap the rewards uh, from having a good plan in place. Thanks for listening. This podcast is not legal advice. If you have questions about your estate, you should contact a lawyer. Our firm conducts regularly scheduled workshops, and we invite you to register. To learn more, visit HumphreysLaw.org slash workshops.